This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host Giuseppe, and with me this week we have a special co-host, and that is Primetime. Primetime is filling in for Turtle, who had something come up, so we are gracious to have uh, Mr. Primetime here in his place, thanks to Tony who booked him. Primetime, how are you doing tonight on a uh, Wednesday evening in the central part of the country? Uh, I've had better days. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. I mean, I know your Sunday was really bad, but I didn't know that your Wednesday was also equally bad, but, um, Monday wasn't great either. And it took me about a day and a half to recover from Monday. So here we are. (laughs) I hear you. I mean, you know, I would say something like, Oh, I wonder what happened or whatever the case would be. But the good news is because we're doing the recap show and your game is always first, we kind of get to go right into it. So the first matchup was uh, your team against your brother, and um, the bowl it didn't of go stretch, up. the stretch bowl. Yeah, the stretch bowl, the straight couch, whatever you want to call it, and it did not go well for you. Forty-seven to fifty-one was the score. Uh, very, <laughs> very low scoring. Prime time sucks. Wow. Man, yeah. So I prime time sucks. I was watching, you know, all of the games as as always, and I was barely keeping track of what was going on here. I just saw that the numbers were not going up and assuming that there was just a lot of guys in, in late games, but that was not the case. It's just you guys are really not scoring points this week. I thought RT Sports broke again. I was like, wait a second, what's going on with this game? And then I just look at the game logs. You get four from... Uh, one quarterback and eight from the other quarterback, and you got a zero, and it's just and a one point, and it's just like Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, we're still waiting for all the the scores to come in. I I expect this number to go up in the next couple of days. I'm just saying. I mean, let me double check to make sure. Oh, neither of your defense is lost. I was gonna say I think I need to take more away from you guys for for what's going on here, but apparently I can't do that. I mean, honestly. One of the things that's going to be kind of like an unsung move is Worm picking up Jalen Rager and getting five points out of him because, I mean, shit, I picked up a wide receiver who did nothing in free agency for this week that needed to start, and he was able to pick him up, I think, on like Sunday or Saturday. He plugged him in, and he was the difference with those five points. Marvin Jones has had a nice game. He played the wrong QB. Like, he spent all that money on Stafford, for just the one week against Minnesota and he put up 12 this week, he doubled that number because he, he went with Carson Wentz instead too many Eagles in that worm lineup. But I mean, it didn't cost them, which is 
crazy to me. Uh, prime time. I know that the McCaffrey injury kind of came at a, a difficult time when you you were feeling like you had you had kind of you know I guess a little bit of momentum with both him and Aaron Jones back in your backfield. So I guess how are how are you feeling about your overall team makeup right now? Because you've got you've got Aaron. Uh, I'm sorry, McCaffrey, who we don't know what's going on with. Calvin Ridley's been battling stuff the last you know few weeks. Uh, John Brown was hurt before that. So what's 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 going on here, man? I actually wasn't too worried about this week losing because um, I got the shocking victory against Mike a couple weeks ago. So that kind of put me ahead of the curve when I was without McCaffrey. But uh, week 10 was my by NATO. I had uh, Kelsey Ridley Chiefs defense on a bye. I had someone else too on a bye that I had to drop. Uh, so yeah, I, I came into this knowing I would be do poorly. I just didn't think it would be close loss poorly. <laughs> but whatever. I hate Drew Brees, too. <laughs> well, two weeks ago, he was really nice for you, and he, you, were, you were celebrating his, his uh, achievements when you were playing against Mike. Did you guys see that hit that crumbled him? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the uh, wallpaper on my phone right now. <laughs> So, I mean, we got Jameis coming in, though. That, like, that's not the worst thing in the world, right? Um, I might start Tua. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> wow. Tua time part two, electric Tua bugaloo. Time. Yeah, why not? I mean, I guess. I mean, you might need to do something to spark the team. It seems like you're definitely starting to turn to Dolphins, which I find very humorous that everybody in the league now is turning to the Dolphins to get them you know, some, a change in momentum or whatever the case may be, but it's okay. It's fine. And I can... they turned to dolphins. <laughs> I feel like you guys are lamenting on this too much. We can definitely go on to the next matchup. I know you guys are enjoying yourselves, but I, no, no problem. I mean, it's just, it's not, <laughs> it's not very often that a seven win team puts up 47 points in a, in a week. And, uh, more importantly that another team puts up 51 and can win. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, we move on to the next matchup. And it's kind of funny because before this week started, I think the week prior, like your division put up, I don't know, like third, three out of four were 100-point games. But once again, we have another 47-point performance <laughs> out of Not looking good. a Turtle in yeah. your division <laughs> against Micah, again, in that other, uh, in the, other, the same division. So Worm goes in and beats the number one team Micah goes in and beats, you know, a team that was kind of, uh, had some good momentum going and it was a huge, huge game for Micah and Ben Roethlisberger. He scored 30 turtle again, only 47 points. I mean, we'll start with turtle, right? When you need to add the points of DK Metcalf, Mike Davis, Russell Wilson, so those guys all together did not score more than Malcolm Brown for Micah, who had 16. Yeah, Micah only needed two Steelers to beat him. <laughs> he yeah. only, all he needed was Ben and Juju, and he had them covered. Uh, man, the I did not see the Russell Wilson dud coming. Holy shit. I did not watch that game, Giuseppe. Did you have that on? 
I did. So the Rams game was local. So I had both in the afternoon. There was, I don't know if you guys paid attention, but for the first time, I think in the history of, I can remember there were only five early games and six late games. So I had red zone on the main, and then I had both the Los Angeles teams on my flip on my second TV. I was watching that game because I'm like, Oh, this is a good matchup. It was for, it's basically for first place in the division. So, and that division has like, everybody has a winning record. So it's, it's definitely super competitive. So I was watching that game a lot. And yeah, the defense was just all over Russell Wilson. He was under pressure the entire game. I think they finally are feeling the effects of not having a, a running threat from, uh, uh, I guess, like any sort of play action or surprise or whatever the case would be. So they were able to key Jalen Ramsey, just shut down DK Metcalf. He didn't get his first catch until the end, like towards the, at the end of the third quarter. So it, yeah, they, they had nothing, absolutely nothing going on. I mean, just across the board, like his kicker scored a third of his points. Real bad. But I mean, for Micah, dude, he like he made all the, the, the right moves. He picked up Malcolm Brown off the scrap heap. He got him 16 points. Big Ben put up 30 against Cincinnati. That was a big game. Juju caught a TD and he had a, a first double digit performance, including a, a touchdown or I'm sorry, back to back weeks of uh, double digit scores or points with a touchdown. So he uh, he definitely got got points when he needed, and got a big victory. I mean, check out I don't this, think many of us saw it coming, but check out this Malcolm Brown stat line: six rushes, thirty three yards, two touchdowns. That's Jerome Bettis numbers right there. At least it's a good yards per carry. Yeah, it's just, I'll give just them don't that. give him the ball. I don't understand why, but um, yeah, hell of a hell of a pull there, uh, Micah, starting Malcolm Brown. I know he's been picked up and dropped on a couple teams, and he's uh, been performing poorly when he has been played. So, congrats on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the good news is he could have got he could have played Zeke Elliott on a bye and still won by you know forty points. So he, he you know all all around it was just a very dominant performance. So congrats to Micah, big big victory over Turtle. Next matchup. One of the closer games of the week, actually, I think the the the, the smallest spread we had, Kowalski's Washington crack ass crackers against uh, Matt's team, which was Family Packers. Yes, I wrote it down this week, so that way I wouldn't have to struggle through it. And Matt, big fight put up by Matt here. It looked like I thought he was going to have a chance of winning it. It all came down to Monday night. Kowalski had. The Bears kicker and Matt had Allen Robinson and Matt was chasing like a small amount of points, like four or five points. And he was not able to close that gap because who's kicking for the Bears? Is it Cairo Santos? Yeah, Cairo Santos. Yeah, he got eight points, which is more than what Allen Robinson scored because Nick Foles is just real, real bad and hurt, but going to probably still play through the pain, which... Ugh, I don't know about that. Now, primetime, I know you said you typically don't watch Monday Night Football, but the, the Bears were on. So did you at least watch this week? Um, I watched the first half, and then in typical Santino fashion, fell asleep for the second <laughs> half. And then I, I woke up with 30 seconds just to see Nick Foles get hurt. <laughs> and, then I, and then I got up and went to bed. Yeah, it was rough. I mean, it was Tony and I were talking briefly about it because he had uh, him and Robert watching it together, but it was like, it was bad. It was boring. It was 
frustrating. It was like, I don't know, Tony, if you caught that game or your emotions were different than mine, but I don't know. It was a tough watch. What did you think? Uh, it, it was like watching water boil and then someone's going to dump the boiling water all over your face after it's done boiling. Uh, it was very painful, <laughs> very like, uh, like we already knew it was going to happen. Like you, you, you just tell like the bears are not going to score an offensive touchdown. It just, you just had that feeling and it was just like a death march the entire game. And uh, the defense really played well. They gave him a chance to win. It's just you can't win if you don't score. So uh, uh, it's brutal. Yeah, no no doubt about it. I mean, Kowalski, you know, Ronald Jones, this was probably like, I mean, I'm not going to give, we're not going to give Kowalski lucky bastard this week because it's got to be worm. But I mean, if you think about like the things that happened in order for him to win, Ronald Jones fumbled very early in that game. And I immediately thought, okay, well, this is the game where Leonard Fournette takes over. But no, that was not the case. Jones kept getting a ton of work and then gets a 98-yard rushing touchdown, which you know is, is relatively you know unheard of. I think it's the first time in Tampa's history as a, as a franchise. He put up 20 points despite that really early fumble there. And then the other side... Devontae Parker had a touchdown that was called back in the Dolphins game that if if that would have stood, would have gave him him the victory there. So just, you know, a lot of little things that that happened that, you know, can make or break. Green Bay was losing a lot of that game and they actually took a touchdown away from James Robinson on a phantom holding call that didn't exist. And who knows, maybe the Packers would have ended up losing if, if that was the case, if you give Jacksonville that touchdown. But you know, again, congrats to Kowalski. He's six and four. He's definitely making making moves in the division, wild card race, all that kind of stuff with what's been going on in uh, in the balls, Mahoney. So, congrats to him, Matt. You know, nice job putting up a, a valiant effort. Like a lot of guys that nobody would have ever started in the beginning of the season, like J.D. McKissick and Wayne Gallman. But you know, eighty-one points this week was a really good number. Next matchup, we've got Tony's COVID mania against my The Bone Zone. Definitely loaded up on the salami. Uh, Not a whole lot to talk about here. Bad weather in the Houston-Cleveland game, delayed it by like 45 minutes or so. And so because of that, there was an issue in throwing the ball. I didn't get a lot of points out of Deshaun Watson because of it. Nick Chubb, he looked amazing. Uh, prime time. Did you see the highlight of him going out of bounds instead of scoring the touchdown? No, I missed that. Yeah, it's the fourth quarter. There's like a minute to go. The Browns are up three, right? He it's third and something like two or something like that. They're just trying to get the first down in order to then be able to, to kneel Well, he breaks it off, cuts to the sideline. And it literally, it's just him in the end zone. He gets to the one yard line and he steps out of bounds, so that way they can kneel instead of score. Uh, wow! I mean, again, I didn't. I, I eventually like didn't need it, but at the time, I did need it. <laughs> I was definitely competing very closely with Tony, despite everything that was going on. So here's the um, thing about this game: I think I only had one player at the noon slate, and I think that was Antonio Gibson. And you had like your entire squad. Save, uh, I think Chris Godwin, maybe. No, I had three guys. Three guys, I think it was. Uh, I'm sorry, four. Fulgham, the Texans defense, Chubb, and uh, Watson. Yeah, it, it was. You had a lot of guys going. I only had one. So what I actually ended up doing was taking a nap at the halftime of the noon games, uh, which was fantastic, by the way, because all those games were trash. 
And then I wake up, and then my guy is outscoring, like, all four of your guys, which was pretty cool, almost. Uh, and the thing about Antonio Gibson, like, every time I try and watch a Reds, or a, a Washington football team game, like, he, he always does nothing, right? He, he's like, so the first half of that, that game, he didn't do jack shit. And then I fall asleep, and I wake up, he's got two touchdowns and 19 points. So I think I got my strategy. I'm just not going to watch Washington games from the rest of the season. Smart. I mean, I, I don't watch them. <laughs> yeah, I think, so, I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, so again, at the end of the day, you know, not, not a lot going on for my team. For Tony, you know, things worked out well. The Buffalo-Arizona game became really close and exciting towards the end when Buffalo made their comeback. And that obviously helped him with Josh Allen getting up to 22. And one of those, I think the last TD he threw ended up going to Diggs. The Gibson game we talked about. Even a a tough performance out of Dalvin Cook, he was able to get to double digits against that really good Bears defense. You know, again, 97 points this week was a really big number because there was just a lot of low scoring. A lot of the touchdowns, I think there was a stat in, you know, during the early games, like the first four touchdowns were by guys that like were rostered by less than 3% of all fantasy owners, like all fantasy football leagues in ESPN or something like that. Because it was like these random guys, like Cameron Bray and like all these other, like I said, just random people. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Tony, great job moving up to seven and three, which puts you in a tie for first in that division, which, you know, obviously is, is going to come down to the wire. Next matchup, we've got, Huey McLean's BDI is a coward against Santino's. It's time to loot. And I don't know, was it you, Tony, or Turtle, who made the the joke that Santino might be better off putting that zero in for Mahomes <laughs> versus Nick Foles? I think that I think that was Turtle, and god damn it, that man is a genius because uh, <laughs> they ended up at a wash. They scored the same amount of points. Zero. <laughs> And I'm sure it was negative before that last drive where he, they got like some yardage because <laughs> otherwise he, he probably would have been at that minus one because he barely got there. 124 for passing yards. Man, oh, man. So, you know, Pee Wee McLean, Josh Jacobs had a really, really nice game against Denver, which is kind of surprising. Denver's got a, a pretty, pretty solid defense, I would say. Uh, Kyler Murray, primetime, you have to tell me that you saw the, the Hail Mary, right? Oh, yeah, I did see that for sure. Okay. Unbelievable. Like, that play, I, I didn't see it live because at that point I had stopped watching. I turned Red Zone off and I was focusing on the end of the Seattle Rams game. I wanted to see how that ended in, in peace and because and, they kept cutting away. So, yeah, that was a crazy, crazy ending, crazy I replay wa- of that. Yeah, like, I watched it happen. But for some reason, it didn't click that it was like happening. So like it, it happened. Everyone's celebrating, and then like ten seconds later, I'm like, "Holy shit, <laughs> that was a hail mary!" And he just <laughs> caught it, and they won. Like it didn't sink in until many seconds later. Yeah, there were three bills like surrounding him on that. I, I don't know. I couldn't believe it. You know, even even though I knew the result, right? Because Tony's like, dude, did you see the ending of the game? And I said, no. He's, and he told me that Hopkins Hail Mary. I'm like, okay, I'll catch the replay of it. And I saw it. And I'm like, he can't come down with it. Because it wasn't one of those, like, where it was an easy one to make. Like, there were so many hands, like, and people trying to knock it out. But, yeah, nothing doing there. Um, you know, so for Buffalo, at least. Then, you know, in terms of Pee Wee McLean's roster, A.J. Brown, 
I think this is the first week in, I don't know, like five or six in a row where he, he didn't catch a touchdown pass. He actually only caught one pass. I think the Colts defense might actually be pretty legit because Corey Davis only caught five passes. I think Jonu Smith only had one or two receptions. So the Colts are pretty legit there. Will Fuller, we kind of talked about it. The weather was uh, not good, so he wasn't able to do much. McLaurin's stat line was all right. Nothing nothing to write home about. You know, the, the bulk of the damage for Pee-wee McLean was Jacobs and Kyler Murray. For Santino, Chase Claypool, you know, he, he, we made fun of the amount of money that he spent on him, but overall, he's been pretty solid. He had one game where he had one point against Tennessee, but 12, 10, 10, 19, he's, he's been steady. I think the hard part with Santino is he's balancing a bunch of receivers who have this, like similar potential. So like he had DJ Moore and Justin Jefferson on the bench, but he put in Jarvis Landry. You know, it's going to be tough kind of rotating those guys. Prime time. You saw that Santino picked up and paid money for Josh Kelly, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to ask you, it's like, if you pay money for a guy, do you typically insert him in your starting lineup or do you just pay to have him on your bench? Like, I try to pay for people I plan on using. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Again, I know I don't know like what if he was just doing it in as like a emergency or whatever the case may be, but I, I thought it was kind of surprised that he didn't start him somewhere but in there. But his logic is usually on like a different plane than the rest of ours. Yeah, he, so he, he's living he, in the year three thousand. Yeah, he might see something ahead, and you know we're questioning it now. But in a few weeks, we're like, man, Santino's a genius. You're you're probably right. I think that's that's uh, that's an accurate assessment of, of the situation. So, congrats to Pee Wee McLean who continues to be in the division race and also the wild card race. So, final matchup: we've got Mike's mask up bitches against BDI's God Emperor President D's nuts. And you kind of could have saw this one coming from a mile away, right? Mike has a, a really disappointing performance against you, prime time, tough loss. So, what does he do the very next week? He he gets up licks his wounds and drops 120 points highest scoring team by a wide margin this week and uh, nearly doubles up BDI monster monster performance out of Alvin Kamara 29 uh, a lot of this work was done after <laughs> Drew Brees got hurt um, he was catching a lot of dump off passes from Jameis Winston which Surprised the hell out of me, man. Jameis used to chuck the ball so far down the field and with reckless abandon when he was with Tampa. I guess this is kind of like an audition for him, so he doesn't want to be Dude. like continuing that risk, that uh, reputation of a turnover guy. He I don't wants know. that. He wants that Teddy money, dude. He wants to get paid. You know what I'm saying? You can't Does he be... want to play for like a two and eight Carolina type or hey, whatever? If, if you get that money, <laughs> I, I would do it too. Like shit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's something to be said there. Uh, James Robinson had nine points. Again, he had a touchdown taken away from him that he deserved. So I think I, I, I'm, I'm on his bandwagon, so I'm always going to talk about how much I like him and how, how good of a game he, he had. Um, Lamar Jackson, again, like only 16 points. The Patriots won that game. How much did you guys watch of that Patriots-Baltimore game? That was the Sunday night game, I believe. Yeah, I had it on, but I wasn't focused on it. I was doing other things. And th just the weather stuck out to me. It looked just absolutely miserable there. Did you see any of it primetime? Zero. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a monsoon, and it was very cold and windy, and it was just 
just awful. Like, I felt bad for the players and coaches that had to stand in that crap for three hours. And yeah, it was not pretty. You would have assumed that if it was that windy, he would have had more rush attempts. But he only had 11 rushes for 55 yards. But he threw the ball 34 times. That's interesting. Yeah, Belichick totally, I think, keyed in on on him and stopping him, maybe with spies or whatever the case may be. I guess the only real blemish in Mike's roster composition was starting Duke Johnson. Uh, I get the logic, right? Revenge game, bad weather in Cleveland, so you're gonna you're gonna run the ball a lot, but you know, just for whatever reason, was able to do it when he had a couple of like basically any of his wide receivers on the bench that he could have started instead would have gotten him more points. But again. At that point, it would just be adding extra salt in BDI's wounds, who suffered across the board. Only six points out of Nick Mullins. Brandon Ayuk, though, was able to get 16 points, which that's a, that's a good game for a guy he picked up off free agency. Antonio Brown, nice game with nine points. Miles Sanders, nine points. You know, a couple of decent performances, but just not enough of, uh, of from a firepower standpoint. Figures the, the week after he, you know, Curtis Samuel gets, you know, he spends all that money to get him. He only puts up three points, which is his lowest total since week two. So obviously bad timing when it comes to that. Meanwhile, you get guys like Adam Thalen, who've been proven to be pretty solid wide receivers sitting on his bench and put up 18. Again, you could have added up his starters and bench and he still wouldn't have beaten Mike, but you know, just things to, to point out. Now I move on to the money players of the week. <laughs> Quarterback, we have a guy who primetime's a little bit familiar with, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Straight cash, homie. Uh, didn't you used to have this guy, primetime? I, I did, yeah, and I traded mm-hmm. him for peanuts. Uh-huh. Just, just checking. Ham yeah. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> At running back, we have Alvin Kamara and Mike. Straight cash, homie. Uh, this one surprised me. The wide receiver was actually Stefan Diggs this week and Tony. Straight cash, homie. Primetime, if you had to guess who the actual highest scoring wide receiver this week was, there was one person. He was on a bench. Would you, and I give you his, I'll tell you it's a white wide receiver. Would you be able to name who it is? Uh, Cole Beasley? Ding, 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 ding. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Cole Beasley. We had 22 points, Buffalo but he was on Bears. the bench for Kowalski. And then we had Diggs, who was started tied with Willie Sneed, who I didn't know was in the league still. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a good game for Baltimore. Go figure. Uh, now we move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. Uh, and this isn't really for, I mean, fantasy pub, uh, implications. It's more just like, because I thought it was a really cool play, but we're going to give it to DeAndre Hopkins for the catch that he made in triple coverage there and to give Arizona the victory. Figure why not? It was a, a hell of a play, something that's going to be replayed a lot of times this season. Might as well give him uh, additional kudos there. I move on to the dud of the week. Dud of the week. So what do we say when we talk about like let Russ cook and then like he gets one fantasy point? <laughs> I think how, he how do we of, like explain that? Like, Did he run out of propane? He cannot cook anymore. the The kitchen is 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 broken. Maybe yeah. or the he burned the. He definitely burned some shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he burned <laughs> the fire alarm went off. I don't know what happened. The, the sprinklers came on and did. Oh yeah, and and drained drowned everything. But yeah, one point out of Russell Wilson, man. 
They just played man, sucks. Oh man. Maybe it was a grease fire because you know those can be tricky sometimes to get put out. Yeah, because you can't use water. It's very, it's you're right. You need the, a special extinguisher in order to do that. Uh, side story. Did I ever tell you the time where I was at Gene and Jude's and they had a grease fire? No. No, no. Yeah, so I was at Gene and Jude's. It was actually the first time I was going there with Ashley. And you know how, like, in general, the line is pretty long. So we're, we've been waiting in line for a good hour, I would say, at this point. And the only reason why I'm waiting in it is because... It's, you know, I wanted to give Ashley her first experience of Gene and Jude's and everything like that. Okay, we're, we're, there's like maybe six, seven people ahead of us in line. And all of a sudden, I've never seen this before in my life. And I worked at DiMaggio's for like eight years. The deep fryer was on fire. Like flames were coming out of the deep fryer. Ooh. So they had to like hit this button for the release of like this like powder, this like dry whatever like material to put out the fire. So when that happens... They have to basically, they ask everybody to leave because it takes two to three hours for them to then clean the place. They have to drain out all of like the fryers, like the oil out of that, like all that kind of stuff needs to be like drained, cleaned out and replenished. So I waited in line for like an, over an hour, so close to ordering. And then I had to go, Ugh. we ended up going to Johnny's, but <laughs> so least, yeah. I, hey, at least you got a, uh, a beef and Italian ice out of the deal. Exactly. Uh, and I move on to the lucky bastard. One lucky bitch. It's Worm. I mean, man, oh, man. He's been the lucky bastard, like, many times. And this week it was uh, the luckiest of bastards beating his brother. 20 or 51 points scored. You know, just uh, unbelievable. So, yeah, we got to give it to Worm there. And we always say it, right? It's better to be lucky than good in a lot of instances and i move on to the world's worst fantasy owner the worst fantasy football owner of the week and originally i wrote down that it was just prime time but two people in your putrid division share the honor this week with both prime time and turtle putting a prime time sucks an identical 47 (laughs) points so yeah, you've been getting by with like voodoo and gypsy spells, and I think your 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 juice ran off this week. So uh, how do you re up the uh, the gypsy juice? How do you how do you get more? Um, I don't I don't think I can. So I am already looking at the mock draft for next year, and I will not be making the playoffs. So I'll get a high pick. How's my team? How's my team looking in that mock with uh, Chubb, Saquon, and then a, a potentially a top three pick prime time? How am I looking? Am I projecting to be the twenty twenty one champ already? Uh, average. I have you. <laughs> average. Fair enough. And on that note, uh, I think we're gonna call it. This has been the Week Ten Recap Fantasy Football Scoop and Boop. All right, show's over. I'm tired. All right. and poop fantasy podcast now available on itunes also email us at scoop and poop at gmail.com <laughs>